0: Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Divas at Care. My name is Candace Gish. If this is your very first time tuning into us, a huge welcome. The Divas at Care network now has been online for 13 years, and we're listened to you in over 30 countries around the world. So, thank you so much for tuning into us and supporting us and supporting our amazing guests that come okay. on our program. There we go. And a huge welcome to all of our amazing tribe that has really been a part of the Divas at Care Network. You know, we're so thankful for you. You are the backbone of everything. You've been a real big supporter of us, and I know how much you love meeting our brand new guests. So I'm excited to be introducing a brand new diva to our family, Suzanne Bristol, and she is going to be inspiring each and every one of you today. So welcome to the show, Suzanne.
1: Hi, Candice. Thank you for having me.
0: Suzanne, would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners today?
1: No problem. So my name is Suzanne Breistel, and I own uh, I'm a career coach and career matchmaker. I own two companies in in Southeast Florida called Florida Construction Connection and Construction Career Coach. I'm a wife and mom of four adult daughters, who three are married and and three grandchildren. And I have a staff of uh, 12 at my at my businesses, and recently just added author to my line of accomplishments. And uh, with a book called "Happily Married to Your Employer," and it's career dating for mutual commitment, fulfillment, and farewell. And it combines the things that I've learned in personal relationships with those of career matchmaking over the last 26 years to help people debunk um, the perceptions that they have in the workplace that may not be true to help them better define their futures and and to define, distinguish, and develop them as individuals both overall but mainly in the workplace.
0: Oh my gosh, that's absolutely fantastic. You are definitely somebody that we all need. Well, thank you.
1: (laughs) So would you mind,
0: I'm excited because I love the title of your book, I'll be honest with you. I'm like, happily married to your employer. I'm like, what is that about? Uh, So would you mind telling us a little bit about your book. But first, I just want to know why you decided to write the book.
1: Um, I've been writing a blog for the last 10 years, uh, every week, a custom custom blog. uh, And I have been putting a spin towards the construction and management and real estate development industry. But what we ended up Um, seeing was it was a pattern that follows most industries and a lot of the challenges that people have in the workplace are more to do with the relationship side. And it is like a marriage. When you go in to work with, with an employer, you're committing, uh, you know, you're making a commitment to them to follow, to deliver their vision and to follow their mission and, and SOPs and the responsibilities and the things that they've outlined for um, for the job that you've agreed to commit to and, and to take. And there's a lot of similarities that go through that relational side that involves communication and making sure that you can communicate effectively to align expectations just like you would in a personal relationship and, and to take that on a day-by-day, day, not to get too far ahead of things or too far behind and to communicate to clarify. So this book helps bring that together with some simple tips of um, starting with knowing your own inclinations and and also debunking things like credentials don't necessarily equal success and helping to qualify recommendations so a friend recommends you to take a great job or or to hire somebody and how to take that through the process to make sure that you're not just hiring them because they were they were put in front of you by the friend they're the right match for you to ultimately bring into your workplace or or for you to enter into that workplace
0: which makes a lot of sense honestly i think we spend more time with our employer, sometimes do with our partner. It really is, like if you can think of this as just a relationship that you're trying to help each other out, I think it's more beneficial to both. of
1: You do. And, and when you know your own strengths and weaknesses and you can communicate that attitude-wise, you're willing to work on those and willing to step up and do everything, but there's going to be certain things that you just may not have natural talent to do. It yeah. doesn't mean you're not willing to do it. It just means that if an employer wants you to do it, they need to know what their expectation is going to be of what they're going to see in the results.
0: I think that's absolutely fantastic. So, so, tell us some of the ways that you are helping individuals do this.
1: So, over you know over the last, um, the, well, I I am certified and. In- in both Wiley, you know, DISC and Five Behaviors and then also um, recently got certified in Working Genius. So we do have the assessments available on our website for people to not only um, first start to find where they are and kind of define their style, what motivates them, what their stressors are, what it might look like for them and how they communicate with with individuals and, and what might have been and um, thing areas that they can improve over time. But also I've, you know, I guess I've just always been, you know, starting back to when I started my career um, curious and, and ask a lot of questions. And when you ask questions, you get to know from people where, you know, where their perspective is and what it is that they're interested in. And then from there, you can help, help, Define what it is that you can do to help them, or if you can't help them you, um in our case, we have a motto here that we help everybody or we help people to be able to give them some suggestions on where they can get the the right um you know guidance and direction and and where to start from from there um so that's mm-hmm. that's kind of the you know the easiest there's there's always hope and there's always help if somebody's willing to you know, to communicate and and, uh, and to ask for that.
0: So your book is a lot about combining everything that you're actually teaching people, you know, one-on-one in the workplace, uh, you're kind of teaching them that in the
1: book. Yes. In, in and in giving them examples. So some of the things that we take them through are um, when you get offers. So say somebody gets two offer letters and one of the offer letters is slightly lower on the base compensation compared to another one. We take them through whether it's always better to take the higher paying base salary or or let's look at the overall, you know, how far do you have to commute? Um, Do do you agree with the culture of the company? Is it a fit with the culture of the company? What are the benefits do they have? How does that compare? What is it going to look like when you're at that company a year from now or two years from now because a company that has written, regular written reviews compared to somebody who just does discretionary um, you know, review cycles, you may go in higher, but at the end it may not be the best alternative for you or your family.
0: Well, there's been a lot of changes too, I think, in people's mindsets in the last couple of years, that things really have evolved in so many ways. And how are you going to help them? Like I, I love the idea because a lot of people are now working remotely. Are you able to really support people that are maybe transitioning full time that way?
1: yeah the book the book is really helps anybody that's in the workplace because it's going to take them through different scenarios of that might sound really simple but they really are what makes people successful in the long run whether you're working remotely hybrid or in office and it's and so much of it is on the communication side and learning how to communicate just like you would in a relationship, what's important to you, but not that you – but also giving the other person time to be able to align, to be able to meet your need, but also – make it work for the overall company and the other people. So any any family that has multiple children know that, yes, it might be important for one of your ch- children to have something, but you can't necessarily go give it to that child without taking into consideration how that affects the rest of the family and everybody else and the dynamics of the family. The same thing happens in the workforce. And when an employee comes and asks, for something because they need it, they have to make sure that it's working. And, and we do it more in an analogy of the human body—that everybody, every department is a piece of the human body, and it all has to be functioning together. And so, if you make a change in um, in accounting, that change in accounting could affect the sales department. It could affect the people that are are, are um, on the operations side. It could affect you know any any other area of the company if that's not effectively discussed and communicated ahead of time um, and it could be a brilliant suggestion. It just may be timing and preparation, um, to do it. And a lot of people lose their, their jobs and, and get disillusioned because they're like, I did all these great things for this company and then they let me go. Well, was it a great thing for the moment or was it something that worked to keep the company? growing sustainably and did it work for everybody else too or was it just an aha moment your department was or whoever your boss was and that's the piece that this book Helps and and what we do here is to help people see that you know eighty percent of it is cultural fit and and also being in alignment with your work family. Not everybody. That's where the organizational chart comes in. So you want to be able to um, you know have the opportunity to, to discuss, discuss things up with you, whoever your supervisors are um, there. And then when when you are having discussions going down in the org chart, those should all always be positive and and speaking life and, into what's there, never negativity, because the whole goal is to be able to continue to lift people's lids up through the, the org chart with positivity of of what's happening and, and truth into it.
0: Well, and I love, honestly, this is just so exciting. And I can definitely see why you're a career matchmaker. I always think You know, why wasn't this out before? You know, all of us thought, okay, we're getting a job. Let's just take the first one that accepts us, you know, whatever they want. But I think you're seeing a lot less turnover. You're going to see a lot more people that are happier. I'm happy listening to this because I I keep on thinking, like, how many jobs shouldn't I have taken if I would have just had somebody like you in my life that would have maybe explained that to me? Because I was just always so excited when I first got to the workforce that I wanted to take the first opportunity that came my way.
1: Yeah, and a lot of times people take jobs not just because it's the first opportunity, they also take jobs because somebody has somebody that's close to them or that they have a relationship with suggests that they, you know, take that job, come to work with them, whatever it may be, and it may not be, and we write about that. We write about in in the book about on the referral side, uh, and we use the analogy of if you refer two of your friends to go out on a date because they're, you know, they're both single, uh, are you doing it because you help because they're don't know either one of them well enough to know what goes on on behind closed doors, you know, at their houses or what the situation was with their past relationships. And so the people that you're setting up for the blind date have to be able to own the fact that they accepted to go on that blind date and to get to know the relationship and not have it affect the person that referred them or or blame that you know blame that, you know that person or themselves if it doesn't work out and and so that's part of the mm-hmm. things that we use of analogy in the workplace too, because that happens a lot of times. People go interview and they think they heard something, but then when they get in there and, and start working at at the position. They're like, well, this isn't what you told me on interview, and the person will look at them and go, well, yeah, it is what we told you on interview, but they're they heard something different because they were in, you know, in a different mindset or their communication style interprets things differently because you have people that 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 are over on the relational side, and you have people that are process brains and and more process thinkers. And so when you start combining, they have to be able to ask questions back to, to make sure that what... What was said and what was heard is the same thing, just like any any relationship, any you know any marriage. There, and, and again, I take it back to you know kind of the parenting thing. If you have a teenager, they come, well, mom, everybody's going. Okay, well, then you start to verify, okay, versus justify and you find out, well, no, six of the parents are in agreement with me, they really don't want their kids to go. And because they don't feel that it's a, you know, the right, the right opportunity. So that debunks that. You know, everybody's going, so now we're down to the ones that are going and the ones that aren't going, and let's make a decision on what's best for us and our family. And that same thing needs to happen, you know, with employee and employer. Um, from, you know, from that side. And then the other, the other big one that we have right now going on, especially from, from the economy perspective, is people that have financial challenges. It's not your employer's responsibility to pay you more money to get out of your financial challenges. It's your responsibility to learn how to work within your budget. And if you move to another employer to do the same job, but that employer is paying you more money to do that job, you better be doing that job even better than you were at the other employer, or you're going to find yourself back in the same place where you're not advancing on the pay scale again. Because, you know, pay comes with opportunity and responsibility. And yes, you could have two companies that hire, you know, a good example of that is, you know, Dell and um, uh, Microsoft and Dell, where they compete against each other. And, And you end up, depending on what location of the country that they're in, they may pay differently because of cost of living. But if you move to that other area, your your pay range, you might be doing the same job and your pay range might be lower, but it might work out better because that's a decision on where you live for, you know, for your career. It's not up to the employer to keep you at that same salary or, or move you up to a higher salary because you chose necessarily to go to a different region of the country. So that's like some that. of the things...
0: I was going to say, I oh. really like how you're explaining this, Suzanne, because I don't think a lot of people understand that, and they think that they're in demand, and that people need them, but in reality, there is so many opportunities, and so many people are looking for a job, and I think putting those demands, too, like you were saying, just because you might be in, a, in some debt, you might need some more money, but that doesn't affect them, it has nothing to do with them.
1: Correct, correct. No, it all has to do with the sustainability and the budget of the company and the goals of the company and and the individual because if an individual is looking for – you know more stability and you know they they may not necessarily keep getting uh extensive raises because the company can't afford to raise them until the company continues to grow and and build up the revenue stream and then their responsibility that equates to that raise has to be in line too. you know taking it on with both you know quantity quality and what's served, and if people keep a nice balance, they also get a better balance of life because they can have those conversations if they do need to if if they can keep up with their responsibilities and do what they need to do, an employer is more apt to grant them you know some leniency when they go through different life challenges and need some time off because a family member is is ill. And, and they want to help care for them for a short period of time, the company will most likely keep their job open because they were a dedicated employee, and they know that they'll communicate through that versus somebody who's always pushing the envelope and and wanting more and more and more. It's a, it's a relationship. I like the it's idea. It's a definite give and take.
0: It is definitely a relationship and that communication. I love it. And this probably stops a lot of the time like a lot of people think oh i need a career change and sometimes i think that maybe it's just because they're not happy where they are and they think they need to make a drastic change but using a communication style and realizing that this is a relationship just like in you know in a marriage you know we have to work on different things sometimes we we have to give and take
1: Correct. Correct. And, and, and that, you know, what you just said, that happens in, in marriage too, where, where people get themselves into where they're just at a stagnant, place and they they feel like they're not happy anymore but but going to somebody else isn't necessarily going to make them happy they first have to find that happiness themselves and be able to define that and then they bring that and keep that within a relationship you know what centers them and what what does make them happy because whether in in the workplace or whether a personal relationship both people are going to be involved involving in also life goes through different cycles as as you know and and now that i've been doing this going on three decades i've been through multiple recessions and things too that you see how people are able to um you know to bounce back and handle things whether they get bitter or better and and what they do to prevent it from um so if they, they go through it again they don't have the same amount of um damage that they would have the first go around and and that has to do with learning more about preparing you know planning planning for the future and planning for you know, what should happen and having those conversations about business and, and um, it, you know, business in the workplace, how that affects your home life and what, what's important to both sides. And in the industry that I work in, we work a lot of hours. It's the you know construction management and, and real estate development. There there is no such thing really as a straight forty hour work week. And so you know somebody that's married to somebody within that industry doesn't always necessarily understand why it's not structured like a you know more like a corporate you know, corporate job, but that has to do with the contractual and how things have to be delivered and, and the different, all the different moving parts and pieces that aren't aren't stagnant like they are in a manufacturing environment they're relying on all the different manufacturers and all of the different labor and workforce and everybody that comes comes together so a lot of times the management teams are working later hours to solve those challenges so that during the regular working hours where the trades are working they can keep them productive and and keep work moving in place and that can't always be done while you know during during the daytime just because of getting hold of people all over the world or all the different stakeholders from architects and engineers and consultants and people that are involved in the project to be able to bring that together. So that's part of what's helped me to be able to document this and understand, you know, first, you know, kind of what industries to take a look at what industry they're in, what's important to them, what's important to them from a family and balance of lifestyle. What is? Are they money motivated, or are they motivated more by um, challenge within the workplace and challenge of new responsibilities and getting to know themselves so that they can see how they were made and make a difference in their workplace and 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 for you know in business in general?
0: Absolutely brilliant! I can't wait to share this with our tribe. To be honest, Suzanne, this is going to be great. Uh, would you mind sharing your website with our listeners today? Sure, it's
1: HappilyMarriedToYourEmployer.com. dot com,
0: and you can purchase her book there. Correct?
1: Correct. You can purchase the book. We have. We also have the assessment testing that can be purchased on online, and then we're getting ready to launch a, a line of of products that will accompany the book.
0: Oh my goodness, that is excellent! I am so excited. Thank you so much, Suzanne, for coming on to the show today.
1: Oh, thank you, Candice, for having me. And yes, please do spread the word. Post us on all of our social media, so we'll
0: be able to do that, Suzanne, and share this in the Changemakers Cafe. An amazing tribe there on Facebook, so we will definitely get it out there. We'll post it on all of our other social media so that all of our listeners and all of our tribe around the world will be able to check that
1: out. Wonderful, thank you, and I just I looked up your books too, so I'm going to order those and 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 read those. Look forward to it. Thank you, Candace. what you do
0: well, thank you so much, Suzanne. and I was a get excited you know you you told me that you're a mother mother of four amazing daughters, and to to be able to inspire them, that's what we're all about. Is we want to inspire the next generations of amazing individuals that can really be the change makers. So, as I said, I'm so grateful for what you've done out there, and I love this book. I honestly think that this is something that I'm going to be sharing with all of my friends and family, just because they have gone through some struggles. And I think, especially for my my the younger generation, I would love them to be able to read this before you know they want to do.
1: Um, Yes, I I agree. I was at a a little flea market that um, over the weekend, and we ran into these two young girls that were selling um, um, uh, handbags made out of recyclables, and I I purchased one from them, and and I told them about my book, and they said, "This is why we're doing this because we both were struggling so much in the in the workforce, and and we needed to make some extra money, but we we." we need to go back into, into the workforce and we just don't want to be unhappy again. So that I exactly. think it, it, you know, they just don't know where to turn and this book is hopefully going to help a lot of people, um, you know, be able to have a place to go and go, Hey, this happened to me when um, the, you know, the big just of the book is skill can be taught, but attitude and aptitude can't. And so don't let any of your friends there or anybody bring you down, you know, Look, stay positive and look at what you can do and the doors will open for you um despite where your credentials are today because you can always add to credentials you can't you know you can't necessarily turn your attitude around
0: perfect yes. both for high school students Thank and you. university students
1: yes yes for sure
0: well, thank you so much, Suzanne, for being on the program. I want to also thank all of our amazing listeners. As I said, it's because of all of you guys and our new ones that we've continued to do this program for 13 years. You know, we're so excited for all of our amazing guests that come on the program. Make sure you check out all the other hosts on the network because their shows are so inspiring also. Thank you to everybody that has been a part of the Divas That Care. We are so grateful, and I hope that each and every one of you remembers to do something kind today. Until next time, everyone. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course, on DivasThatCare.com, where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.